This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Yes. Oh, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? You jolly dick. Coming to you live from the Ziggurat at Omaha, deep below the metro area. It's THN. It's cover to cover for Saturday, October 23rd. My name is Matt Baum, and across from me, ladies and gentlemen, the beautiful Joe Patrick. Yeah, I am. I am. I am beautiful in every single way, just like, um, uh, who sang that song? Beyonce? Know. Was it Beyonce? No. no. Uh, ah, well, anyway, I'm the internet's Joe Patrick. We can Google that later. It's not important. Here's how it works. Every Saturday morning at 11 o'clock Central Time, Matt and I go live on Facebook and Zoom to wrap about the week's new comics, nerd news, movies, TV, and of course, the question of the week live with our listeners. Just like Joe Patrick said, this is a live show. We need you to be live too, or we don't have a show. So jump into our Zoom. I just dropped a link in our Facebook chat. Normally, you can find it at the top of the live stream as well. You can always call us at 402-819-4894, or you can click our Facebook Call Now button to leave a message with us. Or if you're too shy, just chat with us on the Facebook Live chat. We love chatters. It's great. If you want to get in on the fun, it's a great way to play. huh? Like I said, if you can't be here live, you can always leave us a message, or you can send an MP3 to TwoHeadedNerd at gmail.com. We do all kinds of stuff with that. It's not just for this show. We just did an Ask a Nerd segment, for example. Someone called in, asked a nerd, we played him. It's totally rad. It's up on our Patreon now for $1 a month. You can support us and hear it. Kicks ass. Before we get into this, though, Joe, we need to talk about some new and improved Crossfire style nerd news. Nerd news. Just a breaking news right off the bat. Um, it was Christina Aguilera. That's oh, thank in, you. That's thank in that song. It was X-Tina. Is that, that's what they called her, right? X-Tina? I don't know. I, yeah, someone else have fact. I don't. Fu- I don't fudge. You know. Sorry. I know. We, uh, we're. I know. We're trying to cuss less on the show. All right. So just before we get started in in the uh, the official news of the week, just be prepared for discussion of the following: Doom Patrol, Why the Last Man, Titans, Star Girl, uh, Lock and Key season two dropped yesterday. Uh, I have not watched it. We're going to do no spoilers on that. It's only a day old. I uh, didn't. I stopped season one. It lost me. It was I liked boring. it. I liked it. It's fine. Uh, and also, uh, I would love to discuss Dune. Uh, Denny Villeneuve's Dune also dropped this week. I watched it. I've never seen Dune before or read any of the books. And, uh, you know. It's not something that we can explain. In it's in complicated. Show, yeah, I mean, look, uh, look. <laughs> I just is you like know, six hundred and eighty pages. There, <laughs> look, we talk about a lot of stuff. There's time to chat about Dune just a little bit. I have not seen it yet. I haven't seen it. So. Oh well, but you know what the story of Dune. So I know fine. the books. Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. You've actually, seen the David Lynch movie. I actually just refinished my refinished. I just reread Dune again for probably, I would guess, the fifth or sixth time. <laughs> so just weird i mean i don't get it it's fine it. and all it's it. fine and all it's just i don't know all right so first up this week she hulk returns it's been almost six years since civil war ii when thanos mortally wounded jennifer she hulk walters causing her to lose control of her green form transforming her into the savage she hulk a larger angrier version not unlike her cousin bruce turns out 
I don't know if no one cared, Matt. No I mean, this, we're talking about six years now. Nobody cared. <laughs> people people cared. They did some good stories with it. It did Man. overstay its welcome. Uh, it did take way longer than we thought, but Marvel is returning Jen to her classic smart and sassy and sexy She-Hulk look, and she's back practicing law to don't put sexy in my mouth because I don't want to, I don't want your predilections of people to think your predilections are my predilections. I think She-Hulk is sexy? Uh, look, man, but she's a she's a smart intelligent successful woman and that's, that's what we started smart yeah. and sexy all right don't no, she was smart like, don't she was smart and savage is what she was she was always the savage she all at the beginning anyhow she's back practicing law too in a new series coming in january by runaways writer and close personal friend of thn rainbow rowell i don't know if she'd back that <laughs> i mean look you, 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 play, you play laser tag in her laser tag arena you're a close personal friend and artist rose antonio matt are you happy to have shulky back i didn't care about the super savage she hulk i thought it was clever for a little bit i did not need six damn years of it it's not that interesting no i mean that's not what makes she hulk fun i don't need i don't need she hulk to be uh just a different version of the hulk we've already right. had we've got that hulk and he's great. Now, I, I will say this, like Mariko, I think it was Mariko Tamaki. Um, like she had something to say about like PTSD and Jen's trauma. And that's Definitely. fine. And yeah. that was great. Um, and then we got uh, in addition to that, once that story was over, mm-hmm. uh, we got an additional five years of She-Hulk just being big, green and dumb. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Courtesy of Jason through. Aaron. Like she worked through her pain. And, uh, she didn't really like that's but been part of like the on. <laughs> that's, she didn't really work through her pain, but I mean, it's part of the. Uh, yeah, it's just it's been going on for way, 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 way too long. Yeah. And like you could tell the writing was on the wall. This current uh, story arc in Avengers ending with issue 50. Um, World War She-Hulk. Right. Uh, it, the writing's on the wall that this is going to end with Jen back. To normal and marvel knew that and so they just went ahead and spoiled it <laughs> well i mean you got a show coming and she's not going to be monstrous savage hulk in the show well they and also wanted, january solicits are going to be out any day yeah. now so but they're going to want a comic with something that looks like the she hulk that's on television so it all makes sense yeah i know for sure for sure I this is my favorite She-Hulk. I find it hard to believe there's a lot of people out there that love the other one and are going to feel bad that she's gone. <laughs> Although, if you just started reading comics six years ago, maybe this is the only She-Hulk you know. <laughs> I'd never thought of it like that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's true. Um, but I am very much looking forward to She-Hulk returning to um, yeah. the the version that I fell in love with. I think Rainbow is a great writer for it. I think oh, she's and, uh, a tremendous writer for it. Speculator alert. Another tentpole book for your tentpole collection. There you go. Uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, maybe pick up Sensational She-Hulk number six that we reviewed a couple weeks ago because uh, that that's probably going to skyrocket in value. <laughs> Quite possibly. In other news, the trial of the Amazons is upon us. There was some big news for Wonder Woman dropped at last week's weirdly named DC Fandom. I don't get it. DC is planning a huge Wonder Woman-centric event called the Trial of the Amazons. It promises to, quote, redefine the future of DC's Amazons with Wonder Woman, quote, I don't know why that part is broken out, fighting for justice on a cosmic scale, which in turn leaves Queen Hippolyta to depart for man's world. Nubia is left to lead Themyscira as new tribes of Amazons appear, and she and Yara Flor find themselves in the heart of a power struggle. Joe, 
the last time the Amazons attacked, we got one of the worst DC events of all time. Do you think the ladies have a better chance this time? You know, um, I think so. I, I, I think that, um, I think that the Wonder Woman books are in a, a better place than they were at the, um, at the time of Amazon's attack. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's best left forgotten, you know, it, it, it was, it <laughs> was, it was what, 15 years ago, 15 plus years ago, whenever Although infinite we, crisis or final crisis came out, we did just dredge it up again for our bad beginnings. We did, but that was us. That was us. That's our And, fault. um, I think that uh, basically, I mean, at least based on Nubia and Wonder Girl, I'm like, okay, yeah, let's do it. You know, I, I think that uh, the Wonder Woman books are uh, doing well at the moment and uh, this could team. be good. Yeah, this is going to run through Wonder Woman, Nubia and the Amazons and Wonder Girl. So it's the same creative teams, Becky Cloonan, Michael Conrad. You've got Vida, Vida Ayala and Stephanie William, Joel Jones. Williams and, and with an S. Oh, sorry, with an S. And then Jordi Belair, who did The Adventures of Young Diana, which was a separate thing. But Jordi Belair is going to be doing something on this. This is all very uh, new. We don't really know what's going on. We saw a bunch of images. Looks cool. I trust this creative team. And I think all of the books we just mentioned, I haven't read The Adventures of Young Diana. But all the Wonder Woman books, like you said, are in very good hands right now. And I would argue Wonder Woman is more interesting than she's been in a long time and has a direction. And these other characters also do they're not just more wonder womans you know they're wonders one they're wonders women i believe wonders is what women. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah no i i um i i think i'm you know i'm cautiously optimistic like i'm not gonna judge it's not like it's a sequel to amazon's attack so i'm not gonna judge this based on amazon's attack right. uh, amazon's attack was poorly planned poorly executed uh just poorly thought out all around yeah and uh I think that this could be good. I was and I think joke. it's time. Like, I think <laughs> what's that? I was just making a joke about Amazon. No, I know. This I know. Has I know. Nothing to do with it. So. Right. No, I know. Um, I, but I do, I think like it's, it's nice uh, for wonder woman to get a chance to have an event like this. You know, we've done like all sorts of weird, like Atlantis centric events. Right. Uh, there's a bad event every five damn minutes. Yeah, Todd Turner in the chat just pointed out. He's like, are we going to get Wonder Woman fatigue now? Everybody talks about bat fatigue. Like, look, there's 15 Batman books on the stands at least every month. Five. Well, you did just name like five different Bat Bat Wonder Woman things. I did. But like, how long has that been going on? You're like, right. Yeah, you're here? right. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you know, it's true. A slower roll here. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. You know, I think I think it could be good. Um, fingers crossed. Finally, Superman has changed his famous motto. And this is more a uh, fallout from fandom. If kissing boys wasn't enough, the traitorous anti-American freedom-hating libtard cucks at DC have decided that Superman no longer fights for truth, justice, and the American way. From an official DC statement at last week's convention, Superman's new motto of truth, justice, and a better tomorrow will better reflect the global storylines that we are telling across DC and to honor the character's incredible legacy of over 80 years of building a better world. Matt, it's a time to round up the true sons of Krypton and raid the DC Burbank office January 6th style. It might be, but I maybe we do that for different reasons. Uh, I don't. <laughs> this is a non-story, and I swear- It is a non-story. We have heard this- how many times now? This has been reported. I feel like every two years, 
Dean Kane goes on Fox and like, well, we can no longer, Superman no longer fights for America. Okay, so let's just set the record straight. Let's set it straight right now. Truth, Justice, the American Way came from the radio show in the 40s. And it was part of a decided effort that came out of Washington, D.C. to get Hollywood to stir up pro-American spirit because we're going to go to World War II. That's it. That was it. The radio show yeah. even got rid of it. After World War II, they took the American way out of there because it didn't need it anymore. Brought it back in the 50s for the TV show because the Cold War was stirring up. And Superman, he was American, damn it. Boom. So that's the radio show and the TV show. Notice we're not talking about the comics. The comics, his motto was a never-ending battle for truth and justice. That was it. And it's like the guys that created Superman did that. So I'm not going to listen about Superman being an inherently American patriotic character. That's Captain America. Okay. Right. Don't try to equate the two because that's not what's going on. And you're a moron if you're mad about this. That's it. You're a moron. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, I like I agree. And like this, uh, you said this is a non-story. Like this isn't even the first time. Like I can't remember the last time Superman even said the words truth, justice in the American way. Yeah, I, I, yeah like I, I can't I can't think of an instance of it in the comics, quite honestly. Right. Uh, and uh, so uh, Superman has been fighting on a global uh, inter interplanetary uh, scale yeah. f since since before we were even born. Right. And uh, the idea that he would be like super jingoistic and uh, all about rah rah America is ridiculous. It's just you, patently ridiculous. You know why they did that in the radio show and in the tv show because we couldn't afford to shoot him into space because those effects are expensive <laughs> like, well yeah and you know what's going to appeal to more people on the radio than aliens and whatnot russian soldiers and nazis and hitler right because you know, that was in this news that's it this wasn't going on in the comics it just wasn't. Superman wasn't punching Hitler. Captain America was. Well, yeah. And if you consider where he started, you know, the, the never ending battle, that's the the quote unquote never ending battle. That's also been an ongoing motto of Superman's since the beginning. Right. And uh, if you consider where he got his start, he was like punching out racketeers and wife abusers and corrupt right. union bosses. And like this isn't Superman wasn't like fighting for capitalism, dudes. OK. Oh. And it, yeah, it's just stupid. It's a non-story. And the same people that are mad that he's kissing boys, which it's not. It's John Kent are mad about this. So congratulations. Right. I mean, it's a, just <laughs> like, it's just another thing for people that don't know the difference yep, between the two characters to get worked up over. From the fact that your GOP overlords are not doing anything to help you. <laughs> uh, I, I do really love uh, I love uh, what uh, Frank said in the chat. Dean Lame is more like it. <laughs> <laughs> in reference to Dean Kane, uh, the worst Superman uh, to be ever committed to screen, and uh, also a right wing nutbag. Yep. Um, Todd Turner says, "What what happened when they? Where were they when they uh, made him Russian <laughs> several years ago?" Yeah, nobody like, freaked it, out. Like, right. I don't know what has changed since Red Sun, but nobody freaked out. There wasn't news stories like Superman is a communist. You know, like they were just like, "Oh, cool." A new book where Superman was found in Russia. This will be rad. Oh, look, Comrade Batman. That's neat. You know, <laughs> right. <That was> it. <laughs> and we all felt better. Let's uh, reset a question of the week and get these kids in here with us and start talking to them. This week's question was submitted by John Literal via voicemail. He wanted to know all about your favorite nerdy finds from an unexpected place. Uh, we're not talking about comic shops or 
spinner racks or con- conventions. We're talking about garage sales, thrift stores, consignment shops, uh, your grandma's friggin' attic, whatever. Um, and not just comics. I'm saying, what did you find? Like, what piece of nerdy wonder did you find? And what memory is that tied to? Because it was in such an unexpected place. Oh, these are so fun. I love it. These are so fun. Let's get into it. Let's get Frank in here. We were just talking about him. Crap about. Uh, let's see. I want to answer, answer your question of the week. And then I want to talk about uh, the stuff that came out, those teasers that came out. Um, my oh, answer. that's right. I question, had, you know what? Yeah. I had that in the notes. And for some reason, I, it didn't transfer did. over. Yeah, yeah. Um, my answer of the week is uh, I, I got an issue. I'll tell you, I got two comic books that I can remember. And I wish I could find the other one. Uh, Hulk 146. Nice. I, my my uncle Vinny gave to me my yes that that uncle Vinny yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> um he gave you know he, he had a he had a little stack of comic books and he was like here here you go he gave me his little stack of comic books in like 1970 whatever it was 74 or 75 um and then it also in that stack was uh, Marvel Spotlight was it number one where Werewolf by Night shows up so I have that somewhere that's worth a lot of money yeah I love <laughs> it to find that and preserve it. <laughs> okay but um and and, and there, there was another whole comic book i got uh, i went through a haunted house and i guess maybe i was really scared i was a little kid and i guess re- maybe i was just really scared and so they gave me a comic book to cheer me up so i, I could <laughs> yeah weird yeah weird i don't know i don't like, know hey kid don't sue us all right uh hey it's okay man you're no it's like it was like an a issue with silver local, surfer get out of here <laughs> it was like a little local comic book a little local uh house like somebody's house it was somebody's house and you know at my friend my mom's friend's neighbor in on Long Island. Um, but what I want to talk about was, uh, okay. So I want to talk about the, uh, the, the, the Batman one, the Batman teaser, which okay. I, you know what? I was not really on board with it at first. And then I was like, yeah, you know what? This actually looks good. And then the flash teaser, another one where I was like, this movie's never going to get made. Yeah. And now <laughs> there's a teaser and I'm like, hmm, this I'm movie still not convinced. I'm still not convinced it's real. No, yeah. because they haven't actually done anything yet. Right. Like, but the, the, what we saw is just like all pre-production test footage stuff, right? Exactly. Well, I, mean, that's, I mean, that's actual finished footage. Like, it had effects on it and stuff. Like, they've got right. some no, footage. Like, I, I think it's I almost done. I think it's done filming. I think it's in post-production. I mean, it'll I see the light of day. I think it'll see the light of day. Yeah, I, I, I mean. I, I want to see it. I, I like definitely wet my appetite. I'm yeah. like, this uh, the, might not be bad. Well, um, I just Batman heard. Let's start with that. Batman. Oh yeah. Let's go to Batman. Yeah. Um, that Batman teaser. It was, I, you know, I, I, I don't know what I was expecting from Batman at all because there'd been so many iterations of Batman at this point. I'm just like, okay, well, what's, yeah. what, let's see, let's see what's next. Um, and this, apparently this is a year to more of a year two feeling of Batman. Yes. It's Definitely. young Batman. It's the yeah. adventures, yeah. Um, it's the adventures of, uh, of, uh, young Batman. Right. And I, I love the guy they got playing Gordon. I thought he was fantastic mm-hmm. in, uh, oh, in Westworld. And, and he's like, yes. he's probably going to be a great Gordon. I love, I love the way his voice his, of the watcher. On what if? Oh, oh, really? Yep. Oh, Jeffrey right. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. I didn't mean to drop, drop it. I, I know you guys are trying not to. <laughs> it's all right. It's not all right. Go, don't go blue. Um, I, yeah, I know. I, I love, I love it's that. PG, it's PG 13, Frank. Shits yeah, are okay. fine. F bombs are not. Yeah. And we gotcha. can go one breast. Okay. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I really, I, the, the look of the movie looks fantastic. When I saw that Batmobile, I was like, okay, yeah, you got me. You got me right. at the Batmobile because I love a good muscle car Batmobile. 
Yeah, it's this is the first time it's it, like a Mad Max charger. You know? Right. Yeah, it, it right. Actually, yeah, it doesn't look like a tank. It, it looks like right. Yeah, it's it looks and, like and a, a Batmobile. Yeah, and when I when I saw that, I'm like, oh, awesome, awesome. Please don't give us this weird like Corvette esque looking Batmobile with like no. The, yes, give me give me this Dodge Charger with like a. With like a flame I, I mean, I would back, have loved. I would know? have. I would have totally loved it if it did look like a sleek sports car with yeah, that like bothered me. weird bat fins on it and stuff. Yeah, but I mean, I, that's just a tradition. That's just the comic book guy in me. Yeah. Um, I'm just satisfied that it doesn't look like a tank, and it's I not will, a yes, friggin' yes. it's not a friggin' further, motorcycle. There isn't a Batmobile that I don't like. There's ones that yeah, I like okay. more than others. I mean, I don't the cinematic there, ones I don't like. There isn't one where like I hate that Batmobile. <laughs> I don't oh. I don't hate any of the Batmobiles. I just prefer my Batmobiles to look like I love muscle cars. I am a muscle car guy. I love them. If I could if I could own own one, I would, you know. But um I, I think that I think that that's the way you want to go because you want it's it's aggressive. Muscle cars are aggressive looking. Sports cars are like, you know, yay, look at me. I'm I'm sleek, yeah. I'm shiny. Sure. I mean, I, I said sports I like muscle, car, but yeah, I, I totally know what you mean. Yeah. So yeah. what about the muscle about, cars really have a different what about Batman and yeah. Because I felt like I um, I, I'm a little it, weird about dude. the, the it, it's got that Mike Mignola, Mignola neck, kind you of, know, with yeah. on it, you know. The neck is a um, long. I agree. I'm 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 yeah. I'm I'm like I I I I'm I'm stuttering because I'm get I'm getting overexcited because there was some scenes I thought were fantastic when he is walking down the hallway and that guy is just yeah. like point blank pointing a gun at him. He's just like like shrugging it off. And I'm like, Oh yeah. my God, he's got a bulletproof bat suit. That's fantastic. I do like that. Like, because it's a little ridiculous for a dude to just like, I dodge every bullet. And like, yeah, you yeah. sure. You're a ninja, but you're also just a dude. <laughs> like, right. Sooner or later. Right. You're gonna get Come on. And I like I think the bat suit looks like good. Walking into it. I think the bat suit looks cool. I don't like yeah. the symbol, but if you want to say this is young Batman, this is Batman yeah. too. He's figuring it out. And hopefully, right. and I'm not saying we're going to have a big yellow symbol on his chest next time. Or it kind of looks like that's supposed to come out of there and be like a batarang or something. Kind of. Like there was this rumor. Uh, I, and that it, it was the guns. That I've it was that. the gun that killed his like parents, melted down or disassembled. It, it, like, I hate that. I, don't I didn't like that, that at all. And I thought um, that but I'm fine. I, it was never confirmed. No, okay. but I'm fine with it being like a tactical thing. Like it's a tool. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a yeah. gadget. Yeah. Um, and we'll see what that is. Um, I am not really into the whole S and M Riddler take. Yeah, that's a little yeah. weird. Like um, the whole thing with Riddler is strange. Like, and I like I'm fine with the Riddler being scarier. Yeah. Um, you know, and he wasn't the joke. Like the Joker is manic. That's different. Um, but this whole like all in black gimp mask goggles. Very no, that's yeah. not it's very. No. Yeah. Well, Man, the mask. Apparently, the mask is a cold weather army mask. And okay. it's not like a gimp mask. So it's like, well, yeah, he's, no, he's wearing this like tactical bomb suit or something. Um, right. I, I don't, I'm not sure. But, you know, the, the idea that the Riddler is crazy in a very different way from the Joker. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I, I think the I Riddler. Need I, I need that. I, I, I you love think about the old yeah. Batman movies. Every villain was the Joker. They all right. right. Two face was the Joker. The Riddler was the Joker. Yeah. You know, even Victor Free showed up and made a bunch of jokes like the joke. Like, yeah. uh, stop. Right. right. <laughs> you know, and, and that's I think you said something about Batman fatigue before. It's not that people have Batman fatigue. People have people have Joker fatigue. Everything oh, should yes. not be about the Joker. Oh, for sure. You know, right. I mean, the Joker's great. You know, you know what? But stop making it all about the Joker. Batman's got a rogues gallery that that literally fills 
encyclopedias. Okay. Totally. You can go to more. There are more interesting characters. Look, look at look at what they did with Batman the Animated Series. Like the Joker probably only shows yeah. up a dozen times throughout the first for, first season, first series. You know, he's not mm-hmm. in every episode. You've got right. all these the penguin great characters. Probably the most reoccurring <laughs> villain on that show. Probably. And, the, and speaking of the penguin, that guy looks great. <laughs> Colin That's Farrell as great, the penguin. Yeah. Yes. He looks great. It's a great he take on him. Absolutely unrecognizable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. know. You could tell me it's anyone else. And I go, oh, really? I, w- I didn't know that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, he like, looks great. Like, I, there's, there's part of me, like, uh, there are criticisms, right, where uh, right now it's kind of in vogue to, to criticize Hollywood for not giving work to actors that actually fit the part. Yeah. Uh, like casting an old person as an old character or casting an ugly person as an ugly character instead right. of hiring the most yeah. famous handsome thing you can yeah. find Cash and then right. ugly sure. ugging them up and make sure. a, you know and and, and i yeah. get it but like and, and and part of me is like yes i understand that and like those people deserve work as well and then part of me is like colin farrell sounds awesome as the big one <laughs> yeah yeah he's gonna be so, kind of, amazing he's gonna it's gonna i think it's gonna be a good movie on bottom line i think it'll be a good movie i'm looking forward to seeing it um one last thing i'll too. Well, one, one last thing I'll say, go ahead, uh, is uh, before before you let me go, is um, Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate. Yeah, I, the Black Adam. I really fell out of my seat, footage. man. Yeah. I, that's yeah. the highlight of that movie for me, Pierce Brosnan. Now, now that's Black, a movie that's got Dr. barely anything done. Yeah, uh, right. Which is right. why we never saw shots of anybody else in costume. Right. Uh, we got one brief scene of Black Adam ending some dudes, and it was great. Totally. Um, <laughs> and I was yes. happy to see, like, oh, Black Adam? Yes, he is a bad yeah. guy. Don't give me this, like, he's right. an anti-hero and it's hard to root for him. You know, like, no. Mystery misunderstood. Show me a bad right. guy. He's the bad yeah. guy. Let's uh, see. Like, I, I hate to really jerkly, jerkily and and, and uh, abruptly change the subject. Not jerkily, okay. but like, hurtly. All right. Um, <laughs> jerkily. Since we were talking about Batman, let's right, quick- I'm yep. this. We can keep moving here, though. But yeah, yeah, go. Talk to you. Thanks, Frank. Well, let's quickly transition to that flash teaser. Ezra Miller's got a new costume uh, and it's better. It's still better. not good. Yeah. Um, but it is better. not that plate armor nonsense. It is a sleek superhero costume, but it's got all those stupid ass lightning lines on it that I hate. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but that's it, not what this is about. At least it doesn't look like he's wearing a Lamborghini anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I, I hate it. Um, the, we uh, we obviously get a, the whole teaser is uh, uh, is narrated by uh, Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne, which was wild yeah. to hear. Um, you see a, a brief glimpse of him from the back in in the back costume. I got chills. You see him in the Batcave. They tease that he's going to pull the cover off of the Batmobile, that slick looking Batmobile that Frank probably hates. Um, <laughs> and uh, there's a scene. Uh, a brief shot of Ezra Miller, um, Supergirl, which was surprising. I did not think we would see Supergirl, uh, footage of Supergirl this early. <clears throat> and also another character who, if you don't look closely enough, it would be hard to tell that that is also Ezra Miller. Yeah. Um, who is wearing like kind of a homemade flash costume with like spray paint on it and stuff. So they're going full um, on flash of two worlds type. It's, it's, yeah, it's Flashpoint, baby. Um, and, uh, something I did not notice until like the third time I watched the trailer is that the alternate Ezra Miller is wearing a Batman suit What with flash stuff spray painted over it because you can see the Batman logo underneath. Oh, okay. That's what that was. All right. 
I got. And it's like, what's going on? What's up with this guy? How are you this morning, sir? Great. Um, I'm awesome, Joe. That's an awesome uh, tidbit. Um, And the fact that that is also the um, where they pull up in the taxi. That is the 1989 Bruce Man. You know, Wayne Manor. It's Wayne Manor. Yeah, it's the same gates and everything. So that is so like when I, you know, you get to the reveal of the two flashes really quick and it's like, Oh, that's cool. And then you watch it again. It's like, Oh, they hide it from you. Like, and I'm yeah. sure, you know, you know, when you're, but that was like the, the great scene of like the tease of like, Absolutely. there's these two people who get out and it's like, well, one of them's flash, but who was the other one? It's like, Oh, it's, they're both the flash. And that's I pretty know. cool. I love it. I like, just like, I, I'm happy to see, like, we've talked, we talked about this back when it was first announced the idea, like all the criticisms about how, um, none of the DC movies uh, link together except for the Snyder ones and how it's such a drag and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then DC just came out, Warner Brothers just came out and said, yeah, it's we're doing the multiverse. It's the DC multiverse, which is why Shazam is different than, Aqu- than Justice League, which is why Wonder Woman is different, which is why this is different, this is different. And I think it's great that now we're finally actually seeing it in practice with like multiple versions uh, of the Flash doing what the Flash does, um, which is just really royally screwing up the timeline. <laughs> That's yeah, like, and, it's his and, number one job in life. Pretty much. There's about 200 stories where that happens. Like, Flash, it, what have you done? He's like, oh, so I, this time I thought it'd be fine. <laughs> I, I like that they're they're leaning into it because like that I mean that's since that flash issue sixty years ago you know like the yep. multiverse with Barry and Jay and like that's their thing and so to have to do the crisis thing on TV a couple of years ago which like pulled all these things together and then you mm-hmm. even had like Ezra Miller on the Flash for that scene like they are they're doing it and I'm glad that they're like it's a different Supergirl. Who cares? Like, you know, right. like they all exist and that's great. And I, I love that. Like that's the, if they're not going to do like by the book heritage legacy stuff, right. like then show us everything, show us everything counts and show us the, because then that breaks that, well, where does everything fit? And you know, you're getting to that. Like I, it, I heard, or I read that at the end of the, um, Oh, I don't know if it's a spoiler, but there was, I won't say it, but there was, there was something that occurred with, with the Eternals where some fans were unhappy oh, with yeah. something. And it was like, because it's the perpetual motion machine of, of like that cinematic universe. And it's like, that is that grunt. Like, I don't want that. I don't want something where like, where I have to, if I don't see Wanda in, in, you know, WandaVision, then yeah. Doctor Strange 2 doesn't make, you know, I'm missing a part of it. You know, like right. I want yep. these to be, I, I want them to, to exist next to each other, but not be reliant on each other because it's a bummer. And it's like, right. It's just too much, you know, like, and, and because I don't want to see everything, you know, it's just like, I don't want to read every DC comic to follow, you know, the stories I want to follow. I want to be able to read the book I'm reading. And, you know, it's like, it's event fatigue of that, like, and, and Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe has been a 10 plus year event. And um, it's just <laughs> like, I mean, it's certainly an achievement, you know, this sort of like interconnected uh, film universe. And and I think that they deserve credit for that. But I totally agree. Not every fan is like me. That's going to be there for every installment, like on the edge of their seat, Um, just waiting to see how the puzzle fits together. Like people deserve to go to see a movie like The Suicide Squad. Or, you know, or Shazam or the new Batgirl movie or whatever. 
and not have to worry how it fits in with Zack Snyder's vision or Patty Jenkins's vision or James Wan, yeah. uh, Justin Lin's vision. James well, Wan or Justin uh, Lin? Justin take, Lin. To take that just a little further, I think we don't need two of those. Marvel's doing that. If you want to do right. that, and, and, and right, we critis- we criticized it. we criticized Warner Brothers because we thought it, it seemed like, and I think it's true that they were trying to very quickly replicate Marvel's 100% success. They were, and then they realized that they weren't going to be able to do that. Yeah. Um. And so, yes, please give me a movie like uh, uh like the Flashpoint movie or like the Flash, uh, like uh, the Batman, and let it be different than the Ben Affleck Batman. Let me give me a world where I where these things exist in a sort of hyper time, if you will, and uh. <laughs> I mean, I, what's it and, called? Like and the, the omniverse? Is it what? Are the, what was that? The, the, the omniverse, yeah. The, the linear verse is that? Was that the, the, oh, the no? The oh, linear. That, that's where nobody gets old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the linear verse is where is is where hey, like that uh, man is like two hundred yeah. years old. What's the they're going to have? Right? Like, well, and then and then the Flash movies got Ben Affleck in it too. You know, so it's like yeah. there's two. Batman. Oh, that's right. You're right. That's true. You know what I mean? So it's like that. So two Flash, it's two Batman's like Supergirl that we know about. Who there could be? I'm hoping there's more. I, 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 I totally agree. I want to totally agree. pull it off. And I think they're going to have to thread a needle here, quite honestly. And I don't, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I don't trust DC to get it right at this point. I just, um, I think that I, I do, you know, I, I think if anybody knows how to handle a multiverse, it's DC. And mm-hmm. I know, I know that DC comics isn't necessarily the captain yeah. of this ship. I'm not worried about the comics. <laughs> well, I'm worried um, about the comics for different reasons. Like. Listen, I mean, I, and Matt, I, I understand where you're coming from, but like, and I know you don't like watch the shows, but like the crisis thing they did on, on the CW worked. I mean, the it actual did, episodes totally where they're I them fighting I the, the anti-monitor in, in like a, in a, uh, in a quarry was so, it looks so dumb. And I'm so tired of like Canadian quarries as like, you <laughs> know, Power Ranger fighting areas. But like, it's just, it's so lame, but like, but the, the inner working of everybody and like the blending and the, in the, you know, this guy and like they did. And that was t- two years ago, you know, like, so they've been, they've only had time to do it more. And so I have, um, I don't need everything to fit exactly. I am excited to see what comes next. And I think that Batman movie looks cool. And I think it looks a little scary in some yeah, parts. Kind where of, it's yeah. like, oof, yeah. like, and yeah. I think he, like, I never realized that Robert Pattinson had like, he looks like a Frank Quitely drawing, which I think is very exciting. Right. Um, he does. You know, like, he looks exactly like a Frank Quitely drawing. Yeah. He's got like the, the chin and the hair and it's yeah. like, Oh my God. I was like, Ooh, and he's got like the eye black, like, even without his mask on, like he doesn't, he doesn't like, this is a guy who he doesn't like wash he does, it off. Yeah. If, like he doesn't fucking care. And it's it like, okay. Me out a little bit when oh, they I'm kept sorry. being like, sorry. this is going to be the most emotional Batman. Yeah. And then they show him with the black eye makeup on. I was like, uh, uh, oh. yeah, yeah. But it's <laughs> like, like, he listens to my chemical. Those, like this is yeah. like it, with the sliding timeline and the sliding ages. Right. Like this is a Batman that definitely listened to my chemical romance. Yeah, I was like I was ready for the crow scene. Uh, Batman sitting yeah. on top of like a building playing guitar. confessional. Someone said that the Waynes could have been killed after the crow. And you know what? I mean, right. Like do it, yeah, exactly. do it, do it, do it. Yes, uh, um, yeah, no, they were, and, they were, uh, they were killed after like Space Jam, <laughs> the, the first Space Jam. Um, um, Todd, do- Todd Turner points out uh, that uh, the Suicide Squad took place on Corto Maltese, which is the island Vicky Vale had just come from in the 1989 Batman movie. Uh, which is a super fun Easter egg. Uh, and so, like, yeah, I like DC. Do it. Let it wash over me. Pump it into my veins. I'm ready. 
I'm going to watch it. Uh, I hope it's good. I just don't trust him. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. What are you going to do? You know, I mean, uh, what, Brian, the alternative is, is Sinopi. Yes, exactly. Did you see they, did you see that um, the next uh, the next uh, CW event is Armageddon? And in I my did. heart of hearts, I hope it's Armageddon 2001. Oh it's Armageddon. <laughs> and they, they like uh, it's like there's there's so much like potential with their shows. And they always are like, here's like they're doing um, Despero. And I don't know if you've seen the guy in his costume and it's like, yeah, is that is this modern family? He looks like a normal person. Like, he yeah, look yeah, like, yeah. He's just like a dude. He's like some redheaded guy with like a red beard and like a vest. Like, he looks like a red. I did guy. not know he was like, supposed oh, to be man. Despero. That's so yeah. stupid. It's very lame. So, like, so I, I'm, I can't keep, I mean, you guys talked about it a couple weeks ago. I can't keep up with those shows because I think like they're just Flash has gone on for too long. And, yeah, and yeah, I watch like, diminishing returns at this I point. I watch Legends for a while and then I get bored. Like it's a lot of episodes. And so yeah. I don't know. I always watch a couple, but I will, I will tune in for the crossover because they usually do a pretty good job with that. And they had the um, random thing that they did for legends last week. It was like, here's what's coming up on the legend. And it's like cowboys, dinosaurs. Uh, there's going to be aliens, time travel, a uh, karaoke episode. That's how <laughs> that's legends show, of tomorrow. Man. That's how legends of tomorrow has been since season two. God, I, I like, uh, like right now, <laughs> legends of tomorrow just came back. It's we're just, uh, I think a uh, two or three episodes in. And they're stuck in 1925 uh, oh because somebody came and blew up their time ship. And uh, like this week's episode, one of them had to impersonate Al Capone uh, because they accidentally killed Al Capone. So, like some of it's, it's so is, great. It's, it's so great good. and stupid and great. You know, yes, it's, one it's, of those it's great like, because it's stupid. Yes, right. gotcha. the, the season, it, Matt. If you were interested, the season where they it's like after a bunch of crossovers and stuff and they do the i think it's like two maybe two or three seasons ago where like something's wrong with magic and they gar- they go through time to deal with like magical creatures yeah. that are like infecting oh, yeah, the right. time stream that was yeah and two it, seasons ago it's like the first one they go to woodstock and there's like a murderous unicorn and it's, it's like it's like goring people with its, its horns he gets it like the unicorn makes everyone like high like like you know lsd and they're all like tripping out and then he just like murders them with his horn and it's like this panic and like and i think what it it eats like gary's nipple at some point it, like, it bites off gary's nipple okay. it's 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 very it's it's okay. it's not like haha funny funny it's just like oh they are leaning into it and yeah, it's no, not it's, the, it's ludicrous i get it yeah. i get it yeah. i just I, the cw shows aren't for me you know yeah i get, I get you. it i, I mean, know why the people- first I know the first couple are, are awful. Um, and, uh, the She-Hulk book I think looks good. I'm hoping that, I mean, they've got some big shoes to fill with that. Um, yeah. Dan slot, uh, one Bobillo book, which was already 15 years ago, if yeah. not longer ago. It's um, longer. Yeah. I feel like that book was just a, a few years back, like right before she turned into Savage She-Hulk. That's like still fresh in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> it's, no, yeah, they've done they, that book. They, they stopped was, and started that book a, a couple of times. And then yeah. they did a second run with Charles soul, which I know oh, we've, we felt our feelings about Charles yeah. soul. The Charles soul one is good. Um, oh, Javier Polito drew that. Yeah. yeah. And, did um, right. Sorry. No, I uh, know. Yeah, he did. Did you? And I don't want to. Um, did you see the story about uh, Javier Polito this week? Yes. In, and in, nobody uh, knows what happened. Oh, my God. It's crazy. What happened? I don't even know. Um, with, go ahead. Go ahead. Go, no, no, no. You go ahead, Brian. With um, So Ninjak, he's drawing that series and everyone's having this weird reaction to his art. Um, it's a four issue series. Oh, yeah. And YouTube like clowns are like, this is the worst shit I've ever seen. So, and I mean, he's it's amazing. And he's like one of the most talented people working. So he's doing a 
um, for people who are into procedures and like how things work and like the inner workings of stuff. He has a blog that he's been doing there where he puts it out. I don't know if it's every month or, or on a it's on a regular basis where he basically talks about his storytelling choices for each issue and why he did what he did and all that, which is really interesting from that, you know, the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Definitely. So the new issue just came out and he talked about how he drew issue four, but they had, they paid someone to redraw it. So the issue that came out yeah. is not him. That's and they right. replaced him on the book and he doesn't know why. With the last issue. Because this, the is last Valiant, issue. this is Valiant responding to these trolls. That's what that is. Yeah. Has and uh, like I'm here to tell you, I looked at the at the pages that they released That's for that stuff. new artist, and it is not great. Yeah. It's like it's fine, but it's, it's not it's, any, it's like serviceable superhero, boring superhero dumb, art. Valiant, dumb friggin' move. Every it's time really, you end the trolls, guess what? It's really questionable. That that is some. I mean, they paid him for it, which is good. But like, yeah, right. he's like perplexed, and you can tell he's kind of hurt by it. And um, and like, it looks, it doesn't look bad. But like, he's such an interesting and unique artist that like you can't you can't replicate that. So yeah, you know, terrible. there's some side by sides of like what was printed and what the way he did it, and like, and that's interesting too. But like, it's re- like it's a mini series. It's over. Why yeah. why replace him? You've already paid him. Yeah, that's just stupid. like just. Release like, it are, and, are, are and people just going to like all of a sudden buy number four because they gave like because they got so mad they stopped buying the series right earlier? that's ridiculous brian we got to keep moving but it's good to talk to you man i get you have a good day thanks brian god that is so stupid it's really dumb god that's stupid i hate crap like that danny from iowa has jumped in here now not many of you might know danny he was a fixture on the show years and years and years ago he was just a wee lad he and was a wee lad when he comes on now he is going to have this like big, deep man voice. He a man. Danny, are you there? Yes, sir. Listen oh, to my me. God. Full grown man. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Good. How are you doing? He's man? a full blown man. You. Good. Thought I'd call in before I hop into work. Um, but I just wanted to talk about Batman. I've just been itching for it ever since I saw the first trailer. Um, yeah. Yeah, dude. Definitely. Uh, I'm finally confident in a DC protagonist. Like, yeah, I guess um, I'm confident not only that they'll like win the fight, but that they'll also like learn and grow from it and like handle it in a way that's like consistent with their character. Um, I liked, you know what I liked? No machine guns. Didn't see yeah. any machine guns in this. Right, right. I just saw a dude in a bat suit beating the hell out of people. And like, yeah, like with Man of Steel, like we knew Superman was going to win, but he didn't do it right. right and I right. think, yeah, I think with this. You know, Batman's going to start out a little crazy, a little wild, but yeah, I def I definitely think he'll learn from it. And my friend had a good point. He was saying maybe with the Joker coming, because I'm sure they'll put him in at some point. Of the, course, we'll get. They that. think that maybe like, hey, Batman's going to come out crazy, and then when he realizes that if he goes a little too far with it, he might become a villain. Then they'll turn around and be like, all right let's let's balance ourselves out and handle this more analytically i think that's what this story is maybe uh maybe it'll maybe it'll be the joaquin phoenix joker and we'll get to see batman beating up on an octogenarian (laughs) (laughs) that'll be something no i think that's what this is though i think we are going to see this younger batman is like crazy out for vengeance yeah and he's going to realize like i can't do i can't go down this road because this goes to exactly the thing that i hate this goes to crime. This goes to murder and violence and whatnot. So I'm hoping that's what we see. We see him nuts and then dialing it back and becoming. You want to see Batman. his nuts? Man. I want to see Batman's nuts is what Damn, I Damn, dude. 
I mean, it's, we've all wondered, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Danny, it's good to talk to you, man. man but yeah. Danny, I want to know what you've been up to, buddy. What are you doing these days? You still you doing com- reading you comics and stuff? Danny cast. Oh, yeah. I'm, no, trying to, I'm trying to go to legend. I'm trying to go to legend today um, after work because we're driving to Colorado and we have a long trip for a family vacation. So, yeah, I still nice. read comics. Still it's listen to, to read, you guys. You, you, um, you in college now? Yeah, junior at Creighton. Creighton, so. uh, good for you, man. Proud of you. Yeah, proud of you. So, okay, so I can't do it. It's so. been it's been fun. I still doodle in class. Still get a Very still good. get a few kids to give me weird looks if they you know look over <laughs> their shoulder and see Batman <laughs> or whatever. Um, but yeah, no, it's been it's been really fun. I never I never stopped being into comics and all that. Good, That's good. awesome, man. It's good to hear from you. Yeah, we're so happy to hear from you, Danny. Go get some stuff to read. Have a safe trip. We'll talk to you later. Okay, man. Yeah, good to hear from you guys. You too. Bye, right. bud. Let's go to man, look at that. My, my heart is full. Danny from Iowa. Yeah, love that kid. Damon, how are you, man? What's going on, guys? How are you? Hey, Damon, all about nerd stuff. What about you? And hey, same, same. So I got a very quick um, answer for the question of the week. Okay. Uh, back in the day, I used to be well, well, wait, back in the day, I still am an action figure collector. Okay. Um, so back in the day, there was like these uh, X Men figures, um, and you used to find them in Toys R Us and stuff like that. Oh, sure. Was that the Toy Biz one? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those were a really good line, actually. They were <laughs> great. Yeah, I yeah, loved so, them. So many cool. They were all um, like, for some reason, the female ones all looked normal, but like all the dudes were a little jacked. Oh yeah, they were a little jacked to say the least. but not just jacked. It's like barrel chest. Yeah, it didn't matter. Like Nightcrawler looked exactly like that too. That was like hacksaw Jim Duggan for some reason. You know, like what the hell? That was back when Marvel owned Toy Biz. Correct, actually. Um, and then uh, I couldn't find this one figure when it. I think. Cyclops was like when it was X Factor gear and had light up eyes and all that. Yeah. So I looked everywhere for that. Um, and then um, there was a guy on the corner of the Bowery in oh Chinatown. Boy. Oh my God. <laughs> that had a bunch of figures. And um, I remember, like, uh, I didn't have a lot of an allowance at the time. I was, it was like 12 or whatever. It was like, hey, do you have this figure? And he's just like, Hmm. It's like come back to me uh, next Friday and uh, let you know. I can get you. I can get that figure for you. I can yeah. get any figure you want. I mean, boys are us. Steals it. <laughs> no, well, you know, I, the, make a long story short is yes. I came back next Friday. And he had that, and he also had the brown suit Wolverine. So I used Ooh, all my allowance money and bought nice. that. Were they? Uh, were they like those? Um, those uh, like uh, Mexican knockoff figures where it was like super ombre. <laughs> Oh, I, I went, you know, that would have been made that story even 10 times better, but no, they were actually the real McCoy. Yeah. We got Wolfer, Wolverine. Here he is, Wolf Angry, angry badger. Right. everything in Spanish, yeah. but yeah. yeah. But that, but yeah, that was, Pops, yeah, that's the only, that was the only, so I, I know I bought some other things from like garage sales and all that, but that was the one store for some reason that stuck in my mind. Like, and I was really looking for those figures at the time and I got them for Christmas and my birthday. So yeah, that was a, that was a hookup at the time. I just Love like, it. you know, like New York, you, you walk around and there's like, you know, the slinging sunglasses or yep. I'm slinging belt buckles and like, mm-hmm. or I've got balloons with glitter in them. And then they're like, I got a bunch of toy biz Marvel. Yep. <laughs> and like, and that, that one dude like hustling, even the nerds. I love yeah. it. You know? yeah, well, I don't know if he was a nerd. I, I just know he had a good hookup. I don't know how he got his stuff, but fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Like, I, like I, I always thought that that was like, I obviously knew it was kind of based in reality, but like, to me, that was always something that seemed like the province of um, 
New York in the eighties. Mm-hmm. So like, I didn't really, it, it, it's kind of fun, fun to think of uh, that still going on, you know, <laughs> where oh. it's just like, there's always somebody out there. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I found something <laughs> and you can find it. If you look in the right alley I, I, and it still happens today, just not as, as frequent, but if you look hard enough, you definitely can find what you're looking for on the streets. Oh yeah. Uh, we do awesome. it indoors here and it's only a malls. Uh, you know, <laughs> All right, yeah. And, yeah. and um, hey, real, yeah, real quick. I just wanted to um, a comment on the, on the Batman trailer. Um, I wasn't sold on, on Robert Pattinson as Batman and, all of a sudden after this trailer, I think I am. <laughs> I, yeah, I agree. And it's not because Robert Pattinson is a bad actor. No. He's a very good actor. I just, in my brain, I could not squint my eyes and make him Batman. You know what I mean? And then when I saw him doing this, I'm still like, want to see where it goes, mm-hmm. but I feel a hell of a lot better. Yeah, no, agreed. And the bat suit looks really good. Um, yeah. You know, he sounds good as Batman. He doesn't yeah. have the gravelly voice. He's was, not doing yeah. that ridiculous, overdone, yeah, you know, <laughs> swear to me. Right, the cannibal you know, Batman voice, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I and I thought, like, I'd like to hear a little bit more out of him, like, to, to kind of, like, really get a sense of what his voice is. But um, I, what what they gave us, I liked. Yeah, agreed. And um, I think that this is going to be a good movie, and it's going to make some choices that I need to be convinced about like the I Riddler. Like, earlier the Riddler I would mm-hmm. mention. Um, but right now, I like all signs point to this being pretty positive. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, who is it playing Selena Kyle? That's um, uh, Zoe Kravitz. Yeah. She looks really good. Uh, she seems to actually have really nailed that character as well, too. Well, Zoe and Kravitz, she's yeah. and she's Super really great actress. She's mm-hmm. great. She's sexy as hell. She's yep. going to look great in the role. She's going to be a total badass. I Yeah. <laughs> I am excited for it. And I know we were talking a little earlier about how like, well, DC doesn't, I like that they're doing disparate movies. There is a part of me that wants all of this to be the DCU and this mm. is going to be, and I just have to get over that. That's on me. That's not on this movie. That's on me, but we'll see. We'll all watch yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, but again, we talked about that. Like they I tried that. They tried that. Right. And, and uh, yeah. some people like a very vocal contingent of toxic people love it. And the rest of us are like, Hmm. Could have done better. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, like I'm fine with them embracing the idea of a multiverse. Like that's what well. DC's, that's DC's strength. Mm-hmm. Sure. And that's a lazy way to do it and say, we're not going to connect anything. No, we don't know that they're not going to connect. Well, that's true, we're getting, we're getting a flash movie where they're connecting a bunch of things. An infinite yep. crisis might be around the corner. We have no idea. Hey, <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, yeah, that um, but yeah, shows up and launches the infinite crisis. We'll see. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I'm, I'm with you, Damon. Damon. I think it looks great. Yeah, it looks fantastic. Um, but yeah, that's what pretty much uh, all I got for now. Uh, I'm going to head out, uh, actually uh, take care of some grocery stuff. So yeah, uh, get out there and guys. pound the payment. Yeah, you know how it is. I'm a man on the streets. So <laughs> that's right. I'm a man, man on the streets. streets. Have a good one. Ethan Harrison figured out how to get into the zoom. He's a bit of a Luddite. He admits that, but he's here and that's, what's important. Ethan, how are you, man? I don't know how to use technology. <laughs> that's all right. We're not judging you, buddy. It's okay. <laughs> I, I have to say you're a liar though. I couldn't <laughs> find the link, but I did harass you enough to beat you down and got it in there. My whim. It's because it wasn't there when uh, Matt was claiming that it was, but it's there. I own it. I owned it. What are we wrapping about today, Ethan? Okay, I have a few short little things. Question of the week from yesterday when you're talking about kind of like artists' uh, specific little moves, I guess. What was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, last week's question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Something that just came to mind that I've always liked is. uh, Eduardo Risso one it's like that heavy heavy shadows but more mm-hmm. uh, 
specifically is his camera angles that he does, especially yeah. in uh hundred bullets. Yeah. He just would take really unique angles all the time. Like he would be underneath the table and like shooting up during a conversation or he just, he did really unique things like with angle wise that I don't see other people doing and he would do it often. Yeah. Rizzo, he, especially a hundred bullets. There was like a camera in the corner ceiling of every room, <laughs> you know, like looking yeah. down into the room, crazy angles. And he would do it whenever, uh, I can't remember the agent's name, the guy with the briefcase. I can't say his name suddenly. Graves. Agent then, Graves. Yeah. Whenever agent Graves showed up, it was always like this shot looking down behind his, at the back of his head, looking at some person that was about to be like, uh, like get roped into the conspiracy and their life is going to be ruined. <laughs> and it was great. <laughs> and I'm just reading, uh, what's that moon? Uh, a wolf moon or something like that, or moonshine or moonshine. Moon. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm reading moonshine just because of I just love him so much. And I actually like Azarello with him a lot because Azarello always does that. Uh, I guess this isn't an artist thing, but it is a Azarello thing in a writing aspect that's similar where he, uh, he uses tons of wordplay. Yeah. So Azarello, yes. when he's with Eduardo Rizzo, he doesn't do it as much on his superhero stuff, but he uses wordplay all the time where it's like, uh, double meanings of things, and I think it's really clever. Um, he's great. My other short thing I was going to say: I just finished the ser the Rorschach series with Tom King. I don't know oh, if okay. you guys read the whole thing. No. no, I have not finished it, and it's and I know some people love it, and I know some people hate it, and I just need to sit down and read the whole thing. But how did you feel? No spoilers, but how did you feel in the end of it? Yeah, I want to hear uh, your guys' opinions when you read it. I think it was good. It was a great story but also i was like this didn't there's no reason for it to have to be uh rorschach in yes, my opinion, so. right okay so i'll let you guys yeah i won't talk about it i've heard like the story is perfectly fine and they could have done this with the question or they could have yeah. done this with yeah why didn't they do it with the question like i don't understand like why like they get so much bad press every time they try to dredge up watchmen yeah exactly. why would you do that just so do a story with the question Tom King has not said it, but there is conspiracy talk out there that he wanted to do this with the question. And DC said, no, Rorschach's more popular. Make it Rorschach. Yeah, no. there's really when you read it, it, it didn't even have to be the question. It could have been literally anything, any character. It could have been uh, any detective character, basically. So, yeah, when everyone gets you know up in arms. Could have been Detective um, Chimp. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why are you why are you uh, continuing to do this when people are already getting upset? Because yeah. to me, now it's just opening the door more for them to be like, okay, well, now we're going to do a right. self-inspector thing. Or, like, imagine yeah, if right. we're going to do a John Wick spinoff show, and you're like, who should we get to be in this show? Like, I know. How about a Holocaust denier and racist Mel Gibson? That would be yeah, great. Yeah, right. <laughs> why like, would you do that? It's just, you know, it, 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 if there's a if there's a bad choice to be made, you can count on some corporate asshole to make right. it. Uh, it's just like it. Mel Gibson's famous, though. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh huh. Yes. And now he's famous for right. being a racist. Yeah. There's a lot of famous serial killers out there, too. Should we get one of them in the movie? <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, the, I guess the only thing I can think of that it's a good thing is if it's similar to the guy that uh, did the Watchmen show, uh, I forget his name, the 
showrunner. Oh, Damon Lindelof. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So he was saying, you know, he wasn't really interested in doing it. He was a big fan, but basically they were saying, if you're not going to do it, someone else is going to do it. And he's like, okay, well, I guess I better do this. So someone doesn't destroy it. Yeah. I don't know if Tom King also just laid himself on the sword of like, okay, if you're <laughs> that like maybe convinced yeah. to do some spinoff things in Rorschach, then it's I might as well come in and do my thing. I don't know. And maybe the conspiracy theories in us are giving Tom King too much credit. Maybe he just wanted to tell this weird Rorschach story. Yeah. I don't know. It's good. It, the art's good. The story's good, but it, there's no reason for it to be Rorschach. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah I, I hope you guys, can get to it and talk about it. Uh, and then the other uh, thing, have you guys ever had this issue where you uh, find a really, you get a get really cool find and then you bring it home and it doesn't fit on your shelves because I just got <laughs> all of the uh, Omnibus six gun, but really cool Pony oh, yeah. press hardcovers. Very the, nice. They're literally an eighth of an inch too big to fit into my shelves oh, and I'm no. like raging yep. <laughs> because I can't fit it into <laughs> Gotta it. make new shelves, homie. That's how it works. Oh, <laughs> that stinks. That stinks. <laughs> cool, guys. We'll have a great uh, weekend. Yeah, yeah you too, Ethan. Good to talk to you. Great hearing from you. Jimbo, jump in here, will you? Get in here and round us out. Uh, Dune, Dune. Did you guys see Dune? I saw Dune. I really enjoyed Dune. I just want to know what Joe watched Dune. I have not watched Dune yet. I am so I am torn because I have a wife that will watch it at home, but Mm -hmm. has like no pull whatsoever to go and see the movies. And this is a movie that I would very much like to see in IMAX. I saw, yeah, I saw an IMAX, and it was incredible. Yeah, I love Villeneuve. I just love the way that he he makes movies, like a Blade Runner that he did. It leveled me. It was amazing, and it was so loud in the theater. It was uncomfortably loud. Loved it. (laughs) I loved it. (laughs) Yeah, because that's my thing. It's like, how do people that haven't read the books like are they? I I can see them being confused. I see them having questions, but like, do they still like it overall? You know, but I, I really enjoyed it. Joe Patrick. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. I mean, I think that the story is very dense and uh, it doesn't hold your hand at all, which is fine. Like, I'm not like, I don't need a ton of hand holding, but it's also the sort of movie where um, I hope you're paying attention and you're not uh, like playing Metroid Dread while you watch it. Uh, <laughs> not that I was, I wasn't, but uh, like, I, I, like, I really enjoy like turning on a movie and then drawing or reading or uh. you know, whatever. Um, uh, but yeah, this this was a movie that kind of demanded attention. Um, it, it, it was a movie that had like a lot of quiet moments where they like explained parts of the plot. And, you know, it wasn't like it's, people weren't like just shouting the, uh, the events of the movie. Right. Uh, nonstop like they do in so many you know, blockbuster films, right? It's like, I can't believe it's Armageddon. (laughs) Like, I thank you. Thank you, Billy Bob Thornton. Yes, we are hiring a a crew of deep core drillers. Um, (laughs) We knew that going in. We saw the trailer. That's why we're here. Right. Um, but um, it's like a, like Lou Gossett Jr. explaining that there's a, what we already know about the Punisher riding around on a motorcycle in the sewer with a samurai sword. You me there's a guy down there in the sewer yeah. with a samurai sword. <laughs> um, but I, like, I agree with what Todd Turner uh, said in the chat. Um, it, it's, it is a, a visual feast. Yeah. I would not exactly say that it is a new fan friendly. I, I think that sure. if you're not hooked right. by the story, if the story doesn't hook you, you might not want to come back for the inevitable 
sequel. Like this yeah. is actually labeled right. Dune Part One, which right. I did not know. You don't know until the movie starts. Um, well, they told us this was Part One. No, I know, but like it, also the movie was really uh, was very very late, uh, yeah. and like yeah, we're, we're but waiting. like the yeah. the movie is not named Dune Part One. Like I didn't like it when the title credits came up. It was like Dune Part One. I was like, oh okay, and so. You know, the, uh, from what I've heard, they cover about half the book, half the first book. Yep. And um, I, I thought it was good. I thought it was good, but it is, I can see some casual sci-fi fans kind of bouncing off that wall pretty hard. I think a, a book like Dune has always been that sci-fi book, though. You know, like this is not Game of Thrones. This is not going to grab people who it's don't. It's not. Know yeah, right. Exactly. Go, it's not really it. like a water cooler, you know. Right, um, it is sci-fi. It is right. It's heavy. It's heavy it's stuff. Sci-fi. Yeah. The science to fight. Now, you have read these books, Jim. Yes, I read them last year because I thought the movie was coming a lot last year. How do you feel? As someone who read the book. I felt good on the adaptation. There's some things... Like Joe said, it doesn't hold your hand. There's a lot of lore and and world building that he leaves out, and he's very subtle on other stuff. Okay, I mean so, you kind of have to though, right? In a movie, you know, like the stuff I understand, but there's some big stuff that people will, like oh. question, like where's AI? Like why in the future? Why don't we have AI? That is not addressed. Well, but, and uh, to be fair, they don't really address that in the first book either. Later on, true. we learn like it's not to like. I want to say Dune Messiah when they start talking about how, well, we got rid of computers and yeah, that's true. Too I, I just don't want people will be confused on that. Like, what are the Mintax? Mintax aren't explained. As you see these guys just do their calculations in their head. You're like, what? Yeah. And what are they? And, and yeah, explained in the first book either. Yeah. They just, here's where we are later on when they start talking about 5,000 years in the past, you know, when this relative of the Atreides was around, oh God, yeah. like, yeah. that's when we get into like, why are there human computers instead of real computers? And stuff? Yeah. So, I, I liked it. Um, I guess there's only one scene that I guess I would have liked added uh dinner scene. But other than that, I think it's a really good ad- adaptation. Yeah. Baron. I mean, like the Baron is super gross, you know, like Stellan Sarsgaard is tremendous as Baron Harkonnen and yeah. he's fat and corpulent and disgusting. Yeah. And um scars guards can do that though. Like the scars guards are, are true comedians. You a villain, you need a serial killer or a white yeah, It's I got true. A like a, I'm a, I'm a scientist. <laughs> what if I'm a what if I'm a pervert super villain serial killing scientist? I can Not do all of those things. We'll get two um, scars guards to play your multiple personalities. <laughs> right. How's that? Um, you know, like I, from what I've I'm seeing here online and in the chat like there are some characters that aren't even in the book or not even mentioned like Sting's character from the original is not even brought up in the in this he movie that, well, that character is not more or less in the half the second half of the book yes so, so and then I, and, I, and I that's really understand right? that and, character coming later um and, okay, but then in the in the David Lynch one they definitely introduced Fade way Fade way, his name yeah, Fade and they introduced him way earlier in the movie than when he pops up in the book definitely sure so um and so like there are some things where it's just like okay I could have used a little bit more flushing out about like why um why do um why does Paul and his mom have psychic powers? Like, why do why are they why do they have Jesse Custer powers? That will be um, explained later too. Yeah, like, and I and I'm and like I'm totally fine with like this. Like, it's there. It's an alien culture, right? So I'm fine with it being sci-fi without like 
super futuristic technology. Right. Even though it says it's like the year 10,000, whatever, uh, we're not on Earth, or you know, spo- I don't know if we are spoilers, but no, um, we're not. We, we are not. We, we're we, on a planet called Arrakis. No, I know that, but you know, like we've, <laughs> so. we've read, we've seen stories before where it's like it's a billion years in the future and Earth is not called Earth anymore, blah, blah, blah. No. But um, yeah, like I'm fine with it just being like it's culturally very, very different. Uh, it, it's truly alien. Yeah. Um, and oh, um, in that respect, I think they nailed it. I, I think the performances are great. Um, I wanted way, way, way more of uh, Jason Momoa. I look, I love Jason Momoa. I don't care. He I know I really good. I, I, he's uh, he's great as Duncan, yeah. and um, Oscar yeah. Isaac was great as the king or the regent or whatever his role is. Yeah, he's um, Paul's dad. Uh, yeah, the Duke. Um, and even even old Timmy Timmy Chams Timothy Chalamet uh, that 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 little will of the wisp of a boy <laughs> it was was totally badass as as Paul and so like I thought the performances were fantastic the effects are fantastic the sandworm is like truly imposing and intimidating and terrifying should be and the action scenes are amazing the fights choreography is out of this world yeah i'm gonna try and watch it tonight i think i do want to go see it in imax so bad so yeah. bad so i mean i think it would probably be better served on a large screen yeah. but i ain't might be creepy theater, dude so. at the imax theater by himself you know whatever yeah. <laughs> that's all good hey you're, you're there to watch a movie you're not there to make friends matt that's right there you go that's right Unless you are there to make friends because you told something <laughs> on the internet and somebody was like coming to meet you. And, but that, and that's your business. I don't want to know about it. Jim, good to talk All to right. you, man. Take care, guys. Have a good Bye, one. Bye, bud. Miss Branch, get Peter Parker on the phone. Yes, Mr. Jameson. All right. It's voicemail time in this year's Ziggurat. Let's see what we got. Hello, gentlemen. This is John uh, calling for the answer of the week. Uh, so I actually have two, but I'll make them real quick. Uh, the first one, you guys mentioned not too long ago on the show. Uh, and I kind of popped a little bit, uh, like in the, in the manner of a wrestling fan, not in the manner of a pervert. And, uh, <laughs> you guys were talking about Sword of the Atom. And, uh, yeah. weirdly enough, that's like one of the comics that, uh, I, I, I remember exactly where I was when I like bought it. Um, and so I, I was at a garage sale. I was about 10 years old. Uh, and I still remember like going to this dank, dirty, corner of a garage and there was just like a bunch of comics just thrown in. I don't, there was some kind of weird plastic crates and there was this dog sniffing me like the whole entire time. I was like sorting through it. Gross. Uh, you know, it was like, it was one of those eighties dogs that's just uh, absolutely an unidentifiable breed that like was just twitchy as, as <laughs> hell. But like, you knew they bit people, you knew they bit people. But like for whatever reason, the you know it's people still just like let it run loose at garage sales and like around people, and you you just you could see it in his eyes. But anyways, so the Adam is just such like a, uh, a touchstone for me because like I never got any of the rest of the series, but I picked up the first issue there, and it was such. Uh, you guys kind of talked about that amazing cover where he's like riding the frog, and there's like a snake ready to yeah. like fucking bite down on him, uh, but it. It's just so burned into my memory, and I love it. I love it so much. Uh, I've never read the entire rest of the series, ever. I've, I've never read two through four. I have no idea. Uh, the first one, I actually don't remember too much about the inside. I mostly just remember the cover. Uh, the other one, just real quick, you guys, uh, weirdly enough, will often bring up Helix Comics. 
Um, and do we? the other one that uh, uh, yeah, we is do. one that you guys never seem to mention, but it's Black Lamb. Um, and when I was uh, going Black to the comic Lamb. shop, yes, I, I picked forgot up the about first that. two, and then for whatever reason, none of the rest of them ever came in. Um, and I was just happened to be out like thrift shopping one time, and I found a bin, and they had a bunch of Helix comics in there. And I was flipping through, and I was like, holy smokes. And there was Black Lamb number four. So I have one, two, and four, but I've never finished up the series. I have read it before, uh, but it, that's one of those things that I kind of regret and I kind of want to finish out. But uh, that was definitely a uh, weird experience, too, because, I, again, I kind of remember everything going around, going on around me. Uh, it was just it was just amazing. Um, that, that one was a little less boring of a story. No dog tried to bite me. Anyways, okay, goodbye. I okay, so I remember the Black Lamb covers, like I can see them in my head, but I don't think I ever read that. I've never read it. No, I don't know what Black Lamb is. I'm looking um, it up. I I, re- I I can picture the logo. I remember he had like bird feet. Um, he had like bird feet and claws. Tim Truman drew it. Yeah. What? Yeah, the Black Lamb. I'm looking at it right now. He had like weird bird feet claws. <laughs> and like, uh, Black Lamb is an American six issue comic book limited series. It takes place in science fantasy setting. Uh, let's oh, see. yeah. Yep. I definitely remember this. Set one. in an unnamed near future city that has a cyberpunk appearance and feel, the Black Lamb, star- bah, the Black Lamb starts a character named Diamade Don, a centuries-old vampire who was originally from medieval Ireland. Don, known as the Black Lamb, is a figure authorized by supernatural elements of the city, known collectively as the Tribes of the Night, as judge, jury, and executioner in matters pertaining to the protection of the Tribes of the Night. He's like there. Okay, it's, I, the only cover that I can remember is this cover to number four, where you do not see his weird claw feet, which yeah. is why I was surprised. <laughs> okay. But yes, I definitely remember seeing this comic. Uh, I have n- never, ever cracked it, cracked I, the cover. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it's about. I never read it um, either, and I'm shocked because it is Tim Truman, and I love Tim Truman so much. That's wild. I mean, I'm not really a huge Tim Truman. Like, it's not that I don't like Tim Truman. I've just never been, like, a huge, like, I got to seek out Tim Truman stuff. Oh, it's Hawkworld. That's what messed so, me up when I was, I was like, poof. Love I that. did like I do like Hawkworld. Oh, I loved Hawkworld. <laughs> Let's get into our great answers. Call. Great call, great call, John, and great memories. Thank you, sir. Let's get into our answers, Joe Patrick. Yeah. Uh, so when I uh, was twelve, um, no, fourteen. When I was uh, uh, 13, 14, my family moved us um, out of Omaha uh, to a small town about forty miles away called Tabor, Iowa. And, uh, you know, like we were still obviously in the Omaha area. My parents kept their jobs. We went to the same church, blah, blah, blah. So like, I'm, I, I'm, I still say that I'm, uh, you know, an, an Omaha kid. Um, but I did spend all of high school and some years after, uh, living in small town, Iowa. And so no comic shops, um, very little access to comics of any kind, um, uh, there was like uh, we'd go 20 miles away to the local uh, to a nearby like Walmart and Hy-Vee and they would have I would be lucky if they'd have some uh, stuff on a magazine rack. The Walmart had um, a little comic section, but um, Tabor had a thrift. It wasn't really a thrift shop. I think they I think they kind of were billing themselves as an antique shop, but really it was more of a consignment store where you could take your crap 
um, and whether it was valuable or, or cool or not and like put a price tag on it. And so it was like a permanent garage sale. Right. Right. And, um, and, uh, uh, they had comic sets. I remember, um, so these were like bagged together so comic sets. A nerd put these together. Somebody pay, someone was paying attention. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Um, uh, I, I think somebody, I think it's more likely, like, I don't really remember ever, like, I never knew of any fellow comic nerds in, in Tabor. But, um, I mean, there had to have been some, but I don't, I don't think I ever met them. Um, these sets were at times incomplete. Um, and so it seemed like the sort of thing where like this person came into possession of some comics and recognized that these all go together. Yeah. And it, and so it would be like the, some weird, like eighties Shazam uh, revival drawn by Tom Mandrake of all people. Uh, there was a set, but the Holy grail, the thing that caught my eye that uh, like I pined over was a set of crisis on infinite earths. And if you've listened to the show, you know how much I love Crisis on Infinite Earths. He loves it. Um, he can't help I do himself. not believe it was even a full set. I think it was only like one through seven or one through eight. <laughs> uh, and uh, but, you know, that it had all the big ones. It had the death of Supergirl. It had the death of Flash. Like it had all it had all it had all the ones you want. Right. Um, all the crisis. And hits. all the crisis hits. And I was just like, I remember the day that I finally had the money to buy that set. And it was like. It was an achievement. Um, in, uh, real quick, though, in terms of like w- random finds, just like in the in in my walking around, um, I remember very distinctly finding a copy of Amazing Spider-Man number nine at my grandparents' house. Oh it wow! Had belong- it had to have belonged to my dad or one of his buddies. Um, at the it was this was the early 1980s. So it was 20 years, uh, 20 years old at the time. I didn't have a cover. And the only reason I know it was Amazing Spider-Man number nine is because I distinctly remember that it was the origin of Electro. And that is the first appearance of Electro. Steve Ditko art like it, it's burned into my brain for all time. And I was like, damn, I should have kept that. But that was before I knew it was before I knew. You know, it's like one of my formative comic memories. It's right. like finding this treasure. Right. Um, and yeah, it was this ratty pages missing copy of Spider-Man number nine. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. I remember uh, as a kid going to the dentist's office and my dentist had comics there. There would be like, you know, highlights magazines and stuff. Yeah, and I love that. I was always like, screw that. I want to read these comics, but for some reason didn't have like a bunch of superhero comics. It was like, I remember distinctly advanced dungeons and dragons was one of the comics that was in this dentist's office. All right. Yeah, sure. (laughs) And like, I was superhero comic guy, but I remember, God, it was issue. I'm looking at the covers now to try and figure out what the number was. When I see the cover, it's going to hit me. 12. It was Advanced Dungeons and Dragons issue 12. There was like a guy sort of like uh, he's got like puffy pants on and like wrapped wrists and there's a giant like snake fish monster in the background and it's just like this is so cool. I have to take this home. Jan Durashima drew it and man (laughs) it's not a good comic but it was like one of the only non-superhero comics I was reading at the time. Younger than that, Waco, Texas. I think I am 
five or six years old, very young. And neighbor down the street had like typical late seventies, early eighties Hessian kid that got kicked out of the house and who knows where it was. And mom was like, I'm selling all his crap. <laughs> and it had like garage sale. And there was a big box of Iron Man comics, five bucks. And this was old silver centurion Iron Man. And so Whoa. like late hundreds, early two hundreds and in no order and in terrible shape, you know, just like folded, not taken care of whatsoever. And I did not have $5 and I just waited and waited and waited until like the end of the sale. And went up to her and I was like, I have $2. Take it. (laughs) And I got this big pile of silver centurion iron man. Oh man. So Uh, so you would have been older than that. Yeah. I was like Um, 10 or something like that. Yeah. You would have probably been around 10. Iron man 200 was the first silver centurion armor. Yeah. And I think that was like 84, 85, uh, 85. Yeah. So I was 10 years old. (laughs) <laughs> and yep. I, that's why it's my favorite Iron Man armor. Oh my God. Yeah, no, I it's great. That's the awesome. Silver Centurion so much. And it, so good. So it wasn't cool. for that stoner kid fucking up and getting kicked out of his house. I may have never discovered it. Yep. <laughs> hey, like some of, some of my favorite, uh, some of my favorite, uh, purchases have been made on the backs of, uh, angry moms. Yeah. <laughs> you remember when that, <laughs> you remember when that mom, we had that kid, uh, he would come in and just like loiter and never buy anything. I don't remember his name, but his mom came in one night while you and I were working together, mad as hell. And she was going to, and she sold us uh, his GameCube. And you were like, uh, I mean, I'll give you 60 bucks for it. And I turned right around and bought that kid's GameCube <laughs> that night. I was like, yep, it's my GameCube now. Uh, and it's because, like, he screwed up and he was being punished. And, uh, like, Angry Mom was like, no more video games for this guy. There you go. And, uh, yeah, that's I love it. I love a good uh, Angry Mom story. There you go. Uh, Great question, John. Very we, cool. Speaking of which, we need a new question. I got it. You got it. What do you got? Mm-hmm. Let's hear what you got. This week's question was submitted by Scott Evil via the THN forums. In the spirit of Halloween, can you name one comic or other nerd media that you found legitimately scary? Not like DC Halloween special, ha ha ha, tongue in cheek, but something unsettling, nightmarish, or spooky. Comics that scared you. Yep. I dig it. We'll talk about it next week right here on Cover to Cover. This Wednesday, the Cosmic Longbox is back. We're talking about scary comics as well. When horror invades your superhero comics, basically. Halloween yeah. issue type stuff. Batman versus a mummy. The X-Men versus Dracula. Stuff like that. We're going to get into it. It'll be super fun. And uh, we hope you can join us. I'm excited. Also, head over to our Patreon. We've got our Ask a Nerd up there right now for our Patreon sub- for our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much. You keep this show going, and without you, uh, we'd be doing it for free, I guess. <laughs> uh, there's there's also there's one week left uh, in the THN Name the Segment contest. Yep, don't forget. Um, for those of you that haven't uh, heard, we're doing a contest for a new segment Matt came up with. Uh, you can go to twoheadednerd.com. There is a story there in the review section that will have all of the details and instructions on how to enter. Um, we're going to close that out on Halloween after which Matt and I will choose our favorite winner. So um, please go submit as many ideas as you want. Sure. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter. This ain't the lottery. Uh, well, I mean, I guess you can buy as many lottery tickets as you want, but you know what I mean. 
Um, submit as many answers as you want. The best one will win, and they will receive a copy of the first comic that we focus on in this new segment. It's, it's going to be gonna the, be the opposite of Tales Too Terrible to Tell. These are celebrated comic stories that Joe and I just never read. Escape like us. some like somehow we missed them. Sometimes like, it'll be we, both we of have, us. Sometimes we it'll be the ball. One of us. And like the first case is it sounds like we're gonna do a Legion thing, so I have never read it. Joe loves it. We'll see. I haven't read it since I was a a, a young lad, so a younger lad, so uh, you know, yeah. yeah, we will see indeed. But that's it for now. My name is Matt Bomb. My name is Joe Patrick. And this is the two-headed nerd signing off.